0: Hey there, Donna Ashton here. And listen, I get you. You're already busy with a full calendar and trying to squeeze in some inspiration and learning here. So I won't waste your time or bring fluffy crap you can't use. I'm here to help you design a simplified business you can scale and help you work less and make more. This show is for high achieving coaches and experts Who want strategies to unlock the next level in their business and create days that allow creative time and space for family, all while increasing revenue? Let's get to it.
1: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Work Less, Make More podcast. Today's episode is brought to you while I'm walking down the street, so I thought I would try something a little different. I love. To talk and walk, and I had some great stories um, and things I wanted to, to talk about in the podcast, and I thought, what better way than to showcase my ability to just get out and walk and get in the sun? It's an absolutely gorgeous fall day. It's about seventy-four degrees. The sun is shining, not a cloud in the sky. I just drove back from Charleston for a entrepreneurial like networking meeting, and I've got a short time before I have to jump on and do a podcast episode with a guest expert. So I thought I would bring this to you as I was driving and was thinking of this um, based on what one of the speakers there was saying. And on the way home, I thought this is a really great topic for a podcast. So here I am recording it. And that is a marketing lesson that I learned years ago when I was starting my flower business. So we're going to rewind time back to, gosh, I'm trying to even remember when this was, maybe 2008-ish. And my kids were young um, and I wanted to have my own business. And I had started some other little things around gardening. And a friend of mine said she had made some money at the flower show in our state, they have like a yearly big flower show, and um, she was called the Daisy Lady, and she would sow some seeds in the fall, and then in spring go to market (laughs) to the show with all of her daisies and sell them. So I thought, oh, I could do something like that. So I decided to grow salvia, which is... um, it's a perennial flower and um, hummingbirds and butterflies love it. There are different colors, purple and red. And um, I had really liked those. I don't really know why I picked that now, but <laughs> it worked out great. So I, I kind of copied what she was doing. I bought a whole bunch of one gallon pots and dirt and pallets and set this whole little nursery up in the backyard. And in the fall, I, you know, filled my pots with dirt. I seeded the pots and then all winter long, kept them, you know, watered and fertilized. And um, we have such a mild climate that they were able to um, grow enough that by the time spring got here, they weren't flowering by any means because these are more like a summer flowering plant. That's a really healthy looking plant but nothing that was flowering or maybe one or two might've just started to bud up. Then hauled all of these plants. I'm not trying. I shouldn't, I shouldn't know how many I had, but they were hundreds. I want to say literally my husband had to build these shelves. He made like a shelf in my van so that I could have two stacks of them. Like he did something and slid a piece of plywood in there so that I had a bottom with all of, as many as I could put. And I had a good size minivan. And then the top, so I had two layers. And I drove, see, it was about an hour and a half to the place. And, um, you know, I really had no idea what I was doing. I brought some decorations because I'm that way of like making sure that my little table or my little booth or whatever I had, was going to look really cute. So I had like these shutters and some, I can't remember. I know I had the shutters. I probably had some little watering cans and like a nice little tablecloth to put over it and had this little, maybe, you know, eight by eight foot little like place. So I remember driving up and kind of unloading all my plants. Of course, other people had all kinds of stuff and most of it was flowering, beautiful plants and hanging plants and you know, this was probably in March, I want to say, which is pretty early, um, you know, for things to be blooming, especially perennials that you only started back in the fall. So I had a bunch of pots, but nothing looked really interesting. Like if you were a customer going around and look at people's booths, my booth was just a bunch of green plants, unless you knew what salvia's were. So I remember my first day, just sort of standing around and not selling a whole lot. And I thought, what am I going to do? Sell these plants for five dollars a piece? I think that's what I had the price on them. I'm I sold a few, but I I remember coming home going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all these things? I've got to sell them. So I went to work because after walking around the whole place myself as a bison like, well I have nothing going on over here at my booth let me walk around for a few minutes and just seeing what everybody was doing I'm like I had a cute booth but the plants were not spectacular right they were not in their prime and you know that's what these garden centers will thrive on right in fact like when I go to Lowe's and I see a bunch of plants that are on the, the half off rack you can tell I'm a total like gardening geek Um, I say, why? These plants look fine. And they're like, well, they're just a little bit past their bloom prime and we need the space for the new ones that are coming in. I mean, I think that's what it is. Like they, they sell what's in bloom, right? That's because that's when people come, they look at it and they go, oh, it's so beautiful. You know, not a lot of people maybe know about gardening that much, or they don't have the foresight to go, oh yeah, that's going to be beautiful in three months. They want something that's blooming right now. And when they're coming to the flower show like that, that's what they're looking for for the most part, or they need some reason to buy. So I went home and I was like, how can I stand out? What could I be that would be interesting? Because I was planning to make some money from this. Like I'd spent months tending these plants, done all of this stuff, rented the booth, drove an hour and a half each way. back and forth. And, you know, I had young kids at home. Luckily, my husband was so sweet to watch them for this weekend thing. And so I spent the evening creating hummingbird gardens. So I printed out, now this is way back when printers were, you know, not that great. And printing out pictures of hummingbirds on these salvias. I printed out all kinds of pictures Showing what these plants were going to look like because even if they weren't a balloon, I could represent what they're going to look like in just a few months to people. And I decided instead of just selling each plant for five dollars, that I would sell a hummingbird garden. I think I probably sold five for 20 bucks. I'm trying to remember now. And I thought, well, I can sell them separate, but I'm going to be here not selling anything. So I went back, and what I would do is take. Like I had like maybe four or five different types of plants and I combined them in a little pack and tied a ribbon around it and stuck a beautiful like picture in the middle showing what they were going to look like and with hummingbirds all over them. I sold like hotcakes. I couldn't get enough done. I came home and then brought back another bunch and really probably sold about 90 to 95% out of my plants because I looked around and instead of just standing there hoping to sell, I created desire. I created hummingbird garden. Like who wouldn't want to buy a hummingbird garden, right? They were perennial flowers. They grew well here, beautiful flowers that I showed them with the pictures. Here's what they looked like. And I didn't have to just sell boring old plants or boring old salvia, though it's not boring. It was a lot more marketable and a lot more interesting if I could sell a hummingbird garden to people for $20. And not only that, I got to sell them out a lot faster. So each time someone came, it was 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks, versus $5, $5, or whatever, selling the single plants. So it was a hit, and I did it for several more years. Um, and then actually I sort of handed it off to a local greenhouse here. Um, I helped her kind of get things going and, and uh, then I was like, okay, I'm done. It was a lot of work to drag all that up there. You know, it was making like four or $5,000, which was fine. But then I was like, okay, time to move on to more serious things. But it was a really good learning experience. And all of this to say is that you have to be unique. You have to have something even if it's the same old thing that everyone else has. Like, I did not have anything spectacular at all. Green plants in black pots. No flowers. No interesting showy leaves of any kind. Some of them were barely even up. You know, they were small. But I marketed it in a way. I gave the end customer something they wanted right it was great to buy a plant but what if they could say they took i went to the show and i bought a hummingbird garden like amazing then they're able to come home plant them together and watch their hummingbirds and butterflies come around so it was just a sort of a tweak and looking at a new perspective of what how i could sell these plants in a more interesting way with what I had. I didn't have to do anything different to the plants. I didn't have to, you know, put them in prettier pots. You know, I didn't do anything except just get a little creative with my marketing and packaging, right? That's all it was, it was really just repackaging them. Instead of buy your selvia here, <laughs> it was come plant a hummingbird garden. And not only that, it was just a lot easier to sell them in chunks, in packages rather than one-offs. So if you are still selling one-off projects, one-off hourly sessions or coaching packages where you're just selling you know, your hours for dollars, and you're like, oh, I'll just do a consult for $75, you're missing the mark here. So I want you to think about what is your hummingbird garden? What is what you do that's a little bit unique? And just like me, I didn't have to go do anything else or get anything else. I just thought in a different way, printed a few pictures and wrapped them around with a, with a rope or a ribbon, and it became a hummingbird garden. So I want for you to find the hummingbird garden in your business. Things that people want, and again, I wasn't selling a green plant. I wasn't even selling a beautiful flowering salvia. I sold hummingbird gardens, right? we want to sell what people want. And yes, that, that consisted of five beautiful selvia plants. But that wasn't what I was selling, because that was a flop. <laughs> and if I had continued that way, I would have brought home a whole lot of plants and wondered what the heck to do with them. Maybe my yard would have been filled with salvia, but much better to sell them. And the lesson that I learned on marketing and how to do that. I don't know that I even really realized it until much later, you know, what that really was and, and where that came from. I don't know, but I'm sure lucky that it did. So I want to pass that along to you. And I'd love to hear from you, you know, what your hummingbird garden can be. How can you just tweak something a little different? How can you can package your things up into more of a leveraged package or a group package or something and sell something really exciting versus just a session. All right. Until next time, I'll see you then.
0: I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and show you simplifying and scaling is easier than you think. If you're ready to tame the chaos of your business into a simpler model while increasing your impact and income, Grab my free simplify and scale template at donnaashton.com forward slash template or check the link in the show notes. See you next time.